welcome to the Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Amy Neumeyer, your host and the founder and clinic director of a new med spa in the Madison, Wisconsin area. Unfiltered was born to provide a relaxed and more casual behind the scenes look at what it means to be a part of the medical aesthetic industry. Taking off the professional white coat and allowing our patients to relate to us in a real and honest way. If you have specific questions, we want to know. Otherwise, grab a seat and enjoy. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to another episode of the Unfiltered Podcast with the New Dream Team. I am here today with clinic manager Christina Petrie, and I have a special guest today. Uh, We brought on our amazing, one of our newest employees, Danielle Legg. Danielle leads our team of clinic coordinators and liaisons with six years of experience in the medical aesthetics industry. And today we are going to be talking all about white glove service and what that means for us here at Anu. So why don't both you, Christina and Danielle, introduce yourselves. Tell us a little bit about yourselves, your experience, and what brings you here to the Dream Team. Okay, I'll start. Um, You guys have probably heard this before, but I'm Christina Petrie, the clinic manager. I have been with Anu Med Spa for about a year and a half now moved here from the Minneapolis St. Paul area where I have been in this industry I hate to admit 20 plus years Um, and I was really really nervous moving here that that being a smaller market I wouldn't find a place and I was just fortunate enough that uh, this place was booming and hit them at the right time that they needed somebody to help with the growth and here I am, and I love all aspects of the industry. Awesome. Okay, Danielle, how about you? Yeah, so I have been in aesthetics uh, customer service for six years. Uh, I've been in customer service for 17, uh, some of that being medical. I love the aesthetics industry. I love that we combine both science but also luxury and um a new was a no-brainer for me. Uh, just looking at the social media, what a great group of women who are talented, really care about patients, and I wanted a chunk of that. I love that. Okay, so today we are going to be talking about white glove service, and the reason that this was brought up as a topic was, first of all, um, Danielle joined our team April? April. Yeah, April of 2022. Um, And she brings such amazing experience and her perspective on the customer service aspect of business and treating customers and patients with amazing care was just something that has elevated, I think, all of us in so many ways because she just brings such a beautiful perspective to that. So um, today we're going to be talking about white glove service. So my first question is, what does white glove service mean to each of you? Yeah, so the term white glove came from that classic white gloves worn by English butlers, and it is used to signify attention to detail and meticulous care for those people that we're serving. Um, I love the term white glove. It's the difference between a first impression such as, welcome to a new Mrs. Johnson, I have you all checked in to see Samantha today, she will be with you shortly, 
as opposed to them walking in, having to introduce themselves, met with a very stale smile, and someone saying, you're all checked in, have a seat. I hate that. I, I hate when people say, have a seat. It's. I feel like to me, it's being like an elementary school child being told to sit down. I. I, like, I feel like it. Yes. I feel like it's something that needs to be offered. Um, you know, feel free to have a seat. It's just that it just elevates it. It turns it up to eleven. And white glove to me means guidance. We are cruise directors when you walk through the door, and we guide you along the way. I love first of all that. You should see her notes um, <laughs> here. They're amazing. Um, but also the fact that this comes from the English butler experience because Danielle is English in nature as well. And so her attitude with the team, I think you just naturally have that type of professionalism, but also class. <laughs> Not that everyone else doesn't have class, but there is definitely a difference in her personality because you kind of have that English background too. So I love that that ties in here perfectly because that's also just who you are. Yeah, sometimes I feel up front a little bit like Mary Poppins, a little bit like Jeeves, you know, so I feel like White Glove is it's so appropriate. It's the best thing to call it. Totally. Okay, Christina, so what does White Glove service mean to you? Um, I just sit back and enjoy listening to Danielle talk. So I'm like, oh, wait, I have to participate. She's so entertaining. It's amazing. Um, When Danielle came and interviewed with us, I just want to start by saying I kept looking at Amy and was like, is this... are you t- is this a joke? Am I being punked? Because <laughs> is she real? Good. She's real and she's too oh good to be God. true. Um, We're going to make Danielle cry on this yeah, episode. I won't be able to get my head out the door. <laughs> that too. Um, and I, I always have built my business all through the years based on taking care of people and mm-hmm. high-end customer service or white glove service. Um and I think that's what builds a business. If people know you genuinely care, and I don't think it's something you can really fake, right? It's something you can teach, but it does have to be felt. So you do need the right people in place to to provide that. And we can give pointers, but it has to be something that's felt with a heart and that you really have that patient's best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. So um, so they know that, they, that they're not a number and we truly care about them and, and who they are and what they did that day and all of that good stuff. So I think it's just, I think it's genuine and personal. um, And then you add in the details with it and it's just the perfect combination. Yeah, I love that you said personal. And I think too, authenticity is another word I would use is Mm -hmm. when you genuinely care, you're going to be more authentic in the way that you show up yourself. And I think I really believe that patients can feel that in in every aspect. You know, I've been in customer service for many years, very different part of the industry, but people just want to be heard and seen and experienced. And I think especially in the industry that we're in, um, people don't need to have the services that we have. And so if we're willing to go above and beyond for them, I think it's usually felt and they experience it well you know so that moves us into our next question so in what ways do you believe white glove service goes above and beyond so exceeding customer expectations 
Yeah, white glove makes a customer feel important. Um, I think that that's huge, making a customer feel important. It makes them feel valued. Mm -hmm. It makes them feel good about how they're spending their time and their money. It also makes them feel confident and comfortable in our care. Uh, It makes them feel like they've chosen really well with their medical aesthetics provider. And you know what else it does? It makes them willing to share their experience with others. White glove isn't just crucial for the customer. It's so important for the business, um, not only to just stand out, but retain a customer for life and grow by word of mouth. Yeah, well, people want to be, like I said, known and experienced. And when you come in and you're using their first name and you're asking questions and genuinely trying to get to know them, that experience, like you said, you I, someone told me yesterday that for every negative experience, someone will go tell 20 people about that negative experience. That's a lot of people, you know, and businesses thrive on referrals and word of mouth. Mm-hmm. So I love that you brought that up. Absolutely. That's very true. People are are more apt to share a negative experience than a positive experience. And I think that's why you have to be OTT. You have to be over the top with making sure that you had that connection and you are having those genuine engagements with your patients. Yeah. I just want to add that I think we talk a lot about greeting the patient because that's kind of um, at the front where Danielle is a lot of the time and leads the team up there. we always talk about you're the first impression, whether you're the one that they see coming in the door or answering the phone. Mm -hmm. And then they're also the last impression as well. But it's something that I think we're working at with our providers who all do this actually very well. We're just so blessed to have such a good team, but just making sure that we are following up all the time too, because people don't always share their negative experiences. And I think that happens in the Midwest a little bit more. <laughs> we just sort of like, I didn't like that. I just won't go back. You know, they won't They won't <laughs> yeah. maybe throw a fit, but they're just not going to come back. So, you know, making sure we're following up. And I feel like our providers do a great job. We'll even have patients say, oh, my gosh, I'm fine. You didn't have to check on me, right? But we, we want to. We Even if it's the third time you've done the same thing, we want to make sure you're happy. Um, and I think that that's white glove service as well, you know, for the – throughout the entire visit. Yeah, and that exceeding expectations, right? If you're doing a follow-up and a patient isn't expecting that follow-up and having an experience of, oh, you didn't need to do that, that's that's what white glove service is. It's going above and beyond for them because, yes, it's for them. We want them to have a perfect experience, but also we want to show them that we care and that we do care about their results. We care about their skin and their health and the things that are coming along with that. I just thought of one more thing. I'm sorry. Um, Don't be. Well, I thought it was interesting, too, that, you know, even if if we think we're following up, we think we're doing a good job, um, we also want to make sure that we're catching people that might be falling through the cracks, too, to encourage them to always come back and and let us know if they didn't have a good experience or just Mm -hmm. wasn't what they expected. So, um, you know, we'll even go back a few months to make sure, hey, this person hasn't been in for a while. We should probably check on them and make sure that everything's okay maybe they moved but is it something we could have done differently so we do always want to learn so we're not here to say we're perfect things happen people have bad days 
So um, I think just owning that too, Mm. to always be better. Yeah, for sure. Falling through the cracks is a huge part of just everyday life. You know, people make mistakes, things happen, um, but it's never intentional. Mm -hmm. And so being able to kind of follow up and ensure that that doesn't happen is important. So thanks for bringing that up, Chris. Um, Okay, so how's your experience in the past, in your past work experience, been able to bring this type of service here at a new Danielle why don't you go first yeah I actually had the pleasure of working for a medical spa in Nashville Tennessee that catered to a lot of the Nashville celebrity circuit which was really cool it was amazing you know a lot of the country music stars reality TV I mean big actors and actresses um it was very cool but it also could be a little nervy you definitely don't want to make a bad impression with a celebrity um but it changed my approach in such a big way. It made me think of things that actually do make a huge difference, such as a sensory experience for your patient. You know, what what does the patient experience upon arriving at your practice? Things like smell, sound, temperature, visuals, white glove businesses, like Disney, they really focus on the sensory experience mm-hmm. and Anu wants to participate in that for sure. It's very intentional. When patients come into a new, they they recognize our signature smell. We do have a fragrance called Champagne Kiss and we get a lot of compliments on it. It mixed with a little bit of our Zotica perfumes that we also offer. So we have that sensory experience right when they come in. We also have a fountain, very serene. Um, so that's a nice little touch. We also have signature orchids around the clinic, and I feel like that's something that really is very anew. We've made that quite our brand. Um, great music, and it just is, it changes the experience. Um, they're all nods to the patient. Yeah. Well, I think, too, it's not even just changing the experience, but intentionally creating that experience, yes. you know, mm-hmm. and recognizing that those things are important, um, even if they go unnoticed sometimes, because that's the other aspect of that, right? If you if you aren't focusing on that, you might not notice mm-hmm. it. And, you know, I know we have customers in here and that are coming to the front that haven't noticed any of the greenery, right? Like, they, mm-hmm. don't, they don't notice <laughs> yeah. it until it's pointed out. So it just goes to show that their eyes, their intent, what what's going on in their mind is not the same as what we're all having, right, when we're working here and we're in this space all the time. Um, so I love the extra attention to detail that comes from those added things in the yes. front of the house. Yes. I think that also cleanliness is huge. Mm-hmm. I, if, if you've ever walked into a business and it looks cluttered, you're, you kind of question, what am I walking into? Totally. Um, so I felt working in a practice that was catering to celebrities, these are things you don't miss a beat. Um, but my biggest takeaway from working in Nashville was, um, which I think is the key to providing exquisite customer service in our industry, treat every patient like a celebrity and i i know that sounds crazy but like if adele were to call up here and make an appointment i think you're gonna you're gonna make sure that she's gonna have a memorable positive experience you're gonna make sure that your all of her needs are met you're gonna make sure that she feels confident and i guarantee you will focus on making that memorable um and also making her feel important. And the truth is you can't swing a bat without hitting aesthetics practice anymore. People provide the same services as us. They have a lot of the same products. 
the experience that we give them, that's custom to us. And we, we have to be the best. We have to provide that. Yeah, I love the concept of there being no partiality, right? Every customer needs to be treated as a celebrity. And of course, you getting that experience in Nashville. I'm curious about how that was communicated to you um, because they knew that they probably had celebrities at their practice. So was that something that they trained you on or? Not at all. I feel I kind of took, I took a cue. Cool. Pretty much is that you, you you have to make sure that you really focus. You don't want to make a billing error on Casey Musgrave's bill. Totally, <laughs> totally. You know? So I think that it was something that that meticulous attention to detail that was important. But I think that all patients deserve that experience. Um, I think that that's why they would choose us over some other competitor. And um, it's something that we are very conscious of. Very cool. How about you, Chris? Um, yeah, I just... Continuing on that thought, making sure that everybody feels like a celebrity, I think is great. And I think it's a fine blend of, we want you to feel, you you should treat them the same way you would a celebrity. Mm-hmm. However, we also want people to feel really like warm and welcome. And we talk about that a lot and down to earth. So it's inviting no matter who you are. I think there's a lot of people that want these services and they save up their money a long time mm-hmm. to get them. And I think that to, to come in and maybe be like, oh, you're, you're just spending $300. I mean, God forbid that is not going to happen here. But, you know, if you were to have that experience, how, how would you feel, right? Totally. That would be right. terrible. So knowing that it might be a drop in the bucket for one person, but the major that's, that's rare. I think people think that's what it is. I think it's rare. It's most... Uh, most of our clients are just regular, everyday people that work hard for their money, mm-hmm. want to take care of themselves for so many different reasons. Um, so yeah, I agree. Just like yes, they they're all they all should be treated special. Um, I, like I said, I've been doing this for twenty plus years. Prior to this, I did work in retail, and I I don't know how I just ended up there in my early twenties, but I worked for Neiman Marcus. If anybody remembers mm-hmm. Neiman Marcus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And Saks Fifth Avenue and Nordstrom. And I worked in cosmetics and fragrance prior to getting into the medical side of it and managing those departments and um, talk about, you know, high end and and really delivering service. But I think like Nordstrom's, I think, has the best reputation for that or they always did where, you know, it wasn't just, oh, shoot, I left my sunglasses at the counter. It's like, you know what? I'm going to drive them to your house if you can't make it here. I mean, it would be like they were known for these extraordinary customer Mm. service acts. And that's really how they actually made their mark in the retail industry. Um, And I find those things really, really super cool. Like that's that'd be amazing if somebody did that for you. So um, I've always just continued on with that and hope like whatever I can do to make it better. If I'm running outside for something and someone's walking in, I'm going to stop and hold the door for them. Yeah. It's just the little things. Yeah. I love that too. And I, so I actually also worked in Nashville for a bit. And so my experience with celebrities was that they don't really want to be treated like celebrities. They want to be treated like humans Mm -hmm. and normal people, you know? And I think the other aspect of that is, 
if a celebrity is walking into an experience and they are getting high end, right, someone is paying very close attention to them, and then they see the person next to them not being treated that way, like, that's also not okay, right? It's it's this idea of kindness needs to just be at the forefront of what we're doing and how we're taking care of people. And I think that's what's so unique here, too. You mentioned welcoming and down-to-earth, and I think the Midwest personality tends to be that way, right? It's don't look at me, I, you know, like don't pay attention to me, like I'm, I'm just here and I don't need you to look at me, you know? And, I, and, and you feel that sometimes, and I feel like working with this many women, we just experience, you know, that in another way too, right? Yes. Um, but being able to really focus on the human that's in front of you, the experience that that person is having, um, instead of sort of looking at this broad approach to it, I think Danielle, something that you have really helped me with is just the language and the simplicity and the answer each and every single time, right? It's not just, um, you know, here's the broad way of how it should be done. It's like, this is how we do it. This is why you do it. And this is why it's important to do it. And I think that has helped shift a lot of behaviors as well, yeah. if that makes sense. No, definitely. Absolutely. And we want this we want this experience to be like you stepping into the place where everybody knows your name. We want this to be like your country club, your local haunt. We want that we want you to feel welcome. You know, we, we that warmth that uh, Christina had mentioned, that's that is very important to us um, to provide that as well. So I really like that you spoke on that. The warmth it's genuine. You can't like you said you can't fake that. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so how does this type of experience, white glove service, impact your interactions with customers? I can honestly say that with all the customers that I've served, Anu has the most diverse, cool, excited, engaged patients of all. They make my job really, really fun. They're they're savvy and they get excited about our social media and they have fun when they're here. Um, and I think that Anu does an amazing job cultivating that environment for both the employee mm. and the patient. Happy employees have that experience so that they're lively, they're excited for the patient. Um, Christina, you, can you elaborate on that question? Um, yeah, I think our, our relationships, I think maybe that's a good word to put that, yeah. is we actually have relationships with the patients. Um, it makes it so fun. So last night, Shauna, you were here. And I was kind of wrapping up around the corner in my office, and I had the door open. I always do, so I'm always listening. And um, <laughs> she is. And uh, <laughs> like, I got it. But uh, one of our providers, Chantel, was walking out like a regular patient of hers. And we just got this brand new thing in called Pronox, which is going to be, um, it's going to help with pain, pain, comfort. Yeah. Comfort, pain relief, Absolutely. comfort. Yeah. So um, basically nitrous oxide, right? Like think of going to the dentist. It's a, it's a little lesser concentration, so you're able to do it and get back to normal and be able to drive home. Um, more details to come on that. That being said, Chantel's like, hey, next time you're in, we're going to do this. And then we'll <laughs> check out that nitrous oxide. And so... <laughs> and so uh, I'm in the back room, and I, I know that she's the last patient also, but I just yell around the corner. I'm like... Uh, Chantel, I'm like, that's for the patients. It's not for you, right? Like, and the and knowing that the client's there and the patient's there, but we could all just like we busted out laughing. You had to be there. I'm not delivering the story. Her, no, 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 no. Her response was, "Well, it's my last patient of the day." Yeah, exactly. But you know, we could just joke around, have fun, and it yes. just and I think that's what makes it 
fun for people. And, you know, I could scream from my office knowing, like, obviously I'm smart enough that there's not somebody doing something very important next to me. But <laughs> but we just truly have fun. And, um, again, I, I, I hope that's felt. And, and it's not... It's not an act because we were all just dying laughing and it just felt good at the end of the night. And it, I don't know if that helps at all. No, it does. There's yeah. a lot of laughter in these walls. And I think that, you know, it, it is a happy environment and our patients really do feed off of that. So I guess um, to go off of your question, I feel as though we deal with a lot of positive interactions. And I think that that just makes this job incredible. I think there's a lot of this. I want to be a part of it mentality right is like yes because it is enjoyable and you know for me as the person that's in charge of marketing and communicating that aspect of who we are it's really fun to kind of get to put that aspect on display the communal piece of mm. working at a new and of course you can listen to the last five episodes of you know how much everyone loves working for a new loves working for amy and there's so many other aspects to being here that make it amazing but I think this idea of white glove service and just it it started probably with the employees too right the way that Amy treats us is very white glove she she really desires for us to be happy and fulfilled and work-life balance and all these other aspects and so I think that brings this idea of you know people aren't really experiencing burnout and or if they are it's also how can we help manage that right there's a lot again a lot of women a lot of problem solvers (laughs) women trying to like (laughs) make people kind of feel what they need to feel or experience what they need to experience Um, and so it does spill over into that customer experience and vice versa right it's absolutely we want to also be treated as the same way as that our customers are being treated are the employees expect that as well and you know it, it think you just feel that within the communal aspect of being here at a new yeah and i think that it's a news mission to be incredibly inclusive i think that i've heard this around these walls where people will say we are a practice for the people we are an aesthetics practice for the people and we really are we as christina said we are treating you know, the mailman, the teacher, the person checking you out at the grocery store. These are our patients and and it's all different walks of life. And we make it a priority to stay educated um, on treating individual skincare needs. And um, they can vary from skin type, skin tones, hormonal imbalances, scarring, aging. Mm -hmm. So we have to stay savvy so that we can treat all walks of life. so I think that that's something that Anu does pride in. And I think that that goes along with white glove service. You being able to know exactly how to anticipate the needs of that patient. Yeah, too. And I think the personalization of the regimen, I mean, even from a business aspect, you know, we've, we've tried to find ways to, like, s- solidify packages for products. And it's there's been a pushback of, like, no, but that's not as personal as we desire for it to be. And, and those decisions that are made, even though they might seem small in the moment, they, they hold this intention of white glove service with we intend for our patients to feel this. This is the language that we've created that they're going to have a personalized experience. And we always want to make sure that we're staying mindful of that as well. Uh, which just led me to think about, we were talking about this earlier, is um, another thing I think that we don't think about is the amount of time that is allotted for treatments here. Again, having that experience for so many years in other practices 
is amazing. I came in here and I thought, holy smokes, Amy, you don't need to have all this time for these services because mm-hmm. that's what I knew. Now, we still provided great customer service, but we had to do it faster, right? Right. That's exactly what she does not want. She does not want it just, you know, a number coming through the door and how many people can we get in in one day? You know, people ask us, well, how many people do you see in a day? We're like, I, I don't know. Like, it's not Never even, even looked. Yeah, you no. couldn't, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Where other places, it's like, we need to get this many people in. You know, it's all those numbers. And, and I think that organically, the business has grown because you don't focus on that. So um, I think initially when I came in, I thought we could probably cut back these appointments by 15 minutes. Um, and, and the girls, like you said, there was pushback. They're like, absolutely not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. We are not going to do that. And I mean, now I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I even suggested that. Right. Yeah, right. But um, it's just amazing how much they care. They're like, no, we want them to have the utmost um, experience and not to feel rushed and to feel heard. And, mm-hmm. and I always think that the biz- biggest compliment was, uh, you know, whether I've worked here or other places is, it looks like you guys have so much fun. I wish I could work here. Like, that's awesome. And then beyond that, though, and then I'll quit talking is... (laughs) No, you're perfect. We are fun. I I think we're all very fun. We're all very funny. And... um, We also all love ourselves a lot. (laughs) Yeah. We're so cool. No. Um, But then, but we do, but but the the dichotomy of like shutting that treatment door Mm -hmm. behind the door, right? Like to the podcast, all of a sudden, boom, it goes, it goes all professional, right? Like, so these people take pride in what they do and the medical side to a medical spa has never been so apparent as it is here um, with the nurse's care, the, the advanced, um, estheticians with their years of experience like they get it they go through your medical history they are making sure that you are safe so to have that blend is pretty cool yeah and one of the other things that we had mentioned was this idea of uh um keeping it boutique like you know Mm -hmm. and when I've been in other customer service arenas it's been all high volume and high volume is great right and that at the speed of which you're serving people is and can be a benefit. But in this type of environment, it's high volume is not what we're searching for, right? It's that extra 15 minutes allows the patient to ask questions. It allows them to talk about other concerns. Maybe it's celebrating a wedding or mourning the loss of someone. And that that little bit of time really makes a customer feel more like a friend versus I'm just here to, you know, get my Botox and go. That's not the environment that we've wanted to create. Right. I find that if you make it assembly line, if you make it about production and so many treatments in a day, unhappy employees the the experience for the patient, they it doesn't it doesn't translate well. Patients will feel that. I I felt that. Have you ever been to the doctor and you're like, I I feel like he heard nothing and I was excused and I now I don't have any answers. That's something that we get. I mean, you can't you can't provide in medical aesthetics. You can't white glove that that's I mean, well, you lose trust. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you lose trust in that provider if they're not able to give you the type of care or service that you need or answer the questions that you need you're like well then I'll just go find someone else you know and that that's not ever how we want anyone to leave so many people have done that by changing their dentist changing their doctor because they just don't feel like their needs are being met yeah and I think too that's also been a more 
popular thing culturally that's happened you know if you're not getting what you need you're going to find someone that will give you what you need and I think in the past and maybe with the older generations that hasn't necessarily been the case it's kind of they've dealt with maybe being treated poorly Um, and you know I think the younger generations tend to get a lot of flack for kind of knowing what they want and maybe being a little bit more aggressive or assertive um, but also in the same breath you know I've dealt with younger people that have been incredibly kind and generous and you know are maybe willing to wait an extra five minutes and but again that's culturally not what anyone's hearing it's that the younger generations are rude and there are all these other aspects to it um but here i think when everyone walks in the door they're all being treated the same and that same has a high bar high expectation um and i think our patients really feel that yes Okay, so last question for us for today. So if you could tell someone who is not in this industry something unique about the customer experience, what would you want them to know? Um, I think I would like people to know that medical aesthetics is for everyone. And I alluded to it earlier. I've probably said it before. But it used to be where you would think this was just for the affluent housewife that had nothing better to do than to go get her Botox during the day. And it's just not the case anymore. And there's so many reasons around it. Um, Sometimes it is just making us feel better, but there's usually a deeper rooted issue for everybody. And I want people to not be afraid to come in and kind of share that experience with their provider. Um, I, I used to be able to perform treatments, you know, back in Minnesota, back in the day, there were different rules <laughs> and, um, listening to patients and it might be someone who just got, uh, lost her job, right. After being in this job for 30 years and she can't really afford to retire yet. And now she's out in the workforce and she's competing with the 20 somethings and the 30 somethings. And it's scary as you know what? So it's like, I forgot we can actually swear on this. <laughs> scary as you know what? But, um, <laughs> But but that's her reason, okay? And I think, and it's and it's sad, or somebody comes in for laser hair removal, and it's not because they don't feel like shaving their underarms, but they have polycystic ovarian syndrome, and they almost are shaving their their chin and their and their upper lip, so they feel just it's it's disheartening for them. They don't yeah. feel like a female, or they mm-hmm. don't feel that they are pretty. Um, and then it can go on the opposite side. What about people that are transitioning, right? Like they're working in the opposite direction. So it's just, there's yes. so many deeper reasons to come here for things that I don't think people recognize. I think they just think it's very superficial. Sometimes it is just fun, but often there's a deeper seated reason behind that. And I think people don't know that and I just want people to know that they can come in and it's it's okay like we said we're here for everybody the the aesthetics clinic for the people yeah I love that Chantel said that a few months ago and I just thought that was so unique first of all it's very like presidential it's very powerful (laughs) I like it I do too but we I think that we embody that I think that that's something that we do really really well yeah so what about you what would you say to someone that's new to our industry I say this all the time. Nobody needs what we are selling. 
nobody needs it. We are an elective industry. And, you know, for someone who maybe even be thinking about trying to do something administrative or non-provider in this industry, you know, customer service in the aesthetics industry means that you have to be, as I said, OTT over the top. It You have to stay thirsty for knowledge. You have to stay educated. There's always something, you know, new on the horizon. There's always the latest and greatest in technology. And I think of my old boss in Nashville, she used to say this all the time, you know, patients are savvy and they want results. And if you aren't giving them what they want and you're not getting them results, they'll eat your lunch and they'll go somewhere else. <laughs> like, I mean, it's true. So I think that um, if someone were even considering a position like this, just know that stay, stay thirsty, stay educated, um, because it, we up at the front, we take all the phone calls, we take the emails, we have the people asking the questions. We also have to be able to speak on it just like a provider. I think for me, too, one aspect that I would share is that the idea of a medical spa, I think, typically what people think of as Botox first, right? We that's, yeah. that's the idea. That's what we're thinking of. And for me, the aspect of skin health is so much larger at what we do. And I think we all desire for ourselves to feel comfortable and confident in our own skin. And, and that's our own work to do. Um, but taking care of your skin there's so many aspects to you know, like getting up and washing your face morning and night right that that routine of doing that is something that like I have to battle every night of like you know fighting laziness or fighting you know like the care and like wanting to make sure that today's germs aren't getting on my pillow and you know these these small things that <laughs> add up over time I think are the aspect of skin health that really do show for, for me personally of taking care of myself and what that means to show up for myself if that's as simple as washing my face twice a day like then that's a battle won you know yeah. um, and so I think if Botox or neuromodulators are not for you I would definitely encourage you to come in and try to have a consult about your skin and what it means to take care of your skin and using using medical grade products and what that means like there's so many aspects that I think the beauty industry has sort of painted over with a pink brush for many years that um, I think we're watching sort of the shift in how people see that aspect of themselves too. Huge. Mm -hmm. Anyone got any last minute moments? <laughs> I mean, I feel like we've covered a lot today. <laughs> we have, yeah. Yes. Yes. We've covered a lot, so um, no. I, the only thing I would add is, hey, chime in. Tell us what you want to hear about yes. because we try to come up with ideas that are unique. Um, but, you know, we want to know what you want to know. So, so, let, so let us know. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for another episode. Danielle, it was so fun to have you for the first time. Thank you so much. I hope you have me back. Of course. <laughs> Christina, as always, thank you for your amazing knowledge and wisdom. Yeah, <laughs> it's so fun. Um, as a reminder, these podcast episodes come out on the second of every month. Um, please make sure that you are staying up to date. Uh, if you want to follow along with us on our website, um, you can catch all the episodes there. Um, and other than that, we will plan to see you next time. Thanks so much, you guys.